welcome to High Energy Health, where together we explore the leading edge of wellness and happiness. I'm your host, Dawson Church. By choosing this time together, you're declaring your commitment to a positive mindset, elevated emotions, and a great life. Thanks for joining me for today's episode. Hello and welcome to High Energy Health. I'm so delighted each week to bring you inspirational ideas and also practices you can use in your own life to move the needle on your own health and well-being. It's my privilege to share this with you, but I urge you to really look at what you can do every day, every week to support your own well-being. There are so many easy free, natural ways of shifting yourself. And it's very tempting to go first to the material level and look for the material solution like a pill or a, an external intervention. But practice what you can shift in your own consciousness, your own awareness, our energy shifts. It's amazing to do ER, to do EEG studies, and MRI studies, and watch as people's awareness shifts as they use this thing up here in their heads to shift their awareness, how it's literally changing the way their brain signal, and that it's shifting their bodies epigenetically. We see molecules like cortisol going down. We see molecules like positive hormones, DHEA going up, all kinds of beneficial changes just from shifts in consciousness. So use your consciousness for your well-being and to expand the sense of love and health and gratitude and all the positive emotions in your life. There's a lot you can do and listening to this podcast is one of the ways you do it. So I'm grateful you're here. And by being here, you're making that declaration. I'm worth my own time. I'm worth my own well-being. And I'm committing this time to loving myself and nurturing myself. So congratulations. You're here and you're in a great space. You're going to love the conversation today that I'm going to have with Dr. Amit Agarwal. His website is dramit.com and he is one of the top naturopathic doctors worldwide. He's helped thousands of people heal, not just from physical conditions, like chronic diseases, autoimmune diseases, but he combines functional medicine, naturopathy, and also various forms of therapy, like gestalt therapy, which you've heard me talk about on the show many times, family constellations, and also EMDR. And his free online course of books you can find on his website, dramit.com. I'm going to spell that for you to make sure you get it right. It's D-R-A-M-E-E-T, D-R-A-M-E-E-T dot com. And you'll find solutions there for whether it's a physical issue like chronic disease or a psychological issue like anxiety and depression. And you're going to find his very simple, direct, and and present approach, present-centered approach, a real joy in the next hour. So welcome. And Amit, I'm so grateful you're here. Wow, Dawson, thank you. And thank you, everyone, for tuning in. It's a pleasure to lend you my heart and really connect with your heart's desire to lift your spirit into healing and clarity for your life. So thank you, everyone. Yeah, and I was struck when we were talking before we went live about how from the very first words we spoke together, you were moving us into that that heart space. And that heart space is the space in which so much healing healing arises. I'd love to get a sense of your journey and where you are now and where you've come from and what led you to the point you are today. 
Okay, thank you for this opportunity. First, I'd like to say yeah, I combine psychotherapy, gestalt, EMDR, etc., with holistic medicine. I was a mess as a child, I think. I went to boarding school, so I felt quite abandoned by my parents and then bullied a lot in school and then left home and went to Canada for studies. And there was a completely junk diet. So I'm combining mind and body stories here so you understand your potential for healing as well by healing your mind and body together. A lot of junk food throughout university, you know, acne, gas, bloating, did a lot of drugs as well. So really messed up my health. Then I joined naturopathic college. And it was funny how just avoiding certain foods, which we're going to talk about and healing the gut and detoxifying the liver, which I'm going to go into more detail, transformed my health significantly. My energy went up, clarity of mind, less acne, my skin cleared, you know, everything was feeling healthy. I was healthier in my later years than my younger years. And then I joined psychotherapy school and that literally blew my mind, right? Because when I looked at my childhood and seeing how scared I was to face a, a British teacher, so I was Indian. And so there was an element of colonialism and racism going on, one. Number two, there were a lot of bullies in the school. Number three, I was away from my parents and feeling isolated and abandoned. All these experiences, of course, stressed my nervous system and made me a coward or collapse. And I had a long time of struggle trying to fit in with people into society because I felt less than the world. And it was quite painful. And then, of course, there's relationship issues I went through in life as well. Lots of breakups, traumas, etc. And so in psychotherapy school, we really faced this. Yeah, In Gestalt especially, we stay not only with the experience, but we learn how to also experience our body sensations while healing a trauma. And I want the listeners to really understand the importance of that. If you do psychology or therapy that only focuses on your mind and the narrative and the story without getting you to feel your body yeah, or to tap it out like EFT does, yeah, the EFT tapping or somatic experiencing, anything that gets you into your body is extremely important if you really want to heal deeply from trauma. Because the body stores, the body's response basically is stored in our muscles. So whenever you go through a trauma in your childhood, your body also has a response, whether it's tension, whether it's guarding, whether it's avoidance, whether it's shutting down. And, and that stays stuck in your nervous system. And if you only talk about the story, the event, the trauma, and you don't get a felt sense body in your experience with the other person, with the therapist, then you will live in your mind and not really include your body in your healing. And you'll stay nervous or you'll stay depressed or you'll stay depleted and exhausted, not really getting well. So psychotherapy really helped me attack these, well, attack or love really these hidden parts of me. Yeah. And I'm going to talk to you about how to combine psychotherapy with homeopathy to really heal emotional trauma. And then why it's important also to heal the gut, the liver, and your adrenal system in order to recover mentally. Yeah, I'm going to talk about the physiology, how gut health, liver health, etc. affects your brain chemicals. And what are the remedies I like using, including homeopathic remedies. I like the range of things you mentioned there because many people have their own favorite therapy. And of course, there are all these schools of therapy and they all promote themselves. And often they promote themselves as being a panacea or for the best or the fastest or uh, some other superlative. And I appreciate your approach because like, for example, when I'm training people in EFT, they get so enthusiastic. And they have so many breakthroughs initially with EFT. They think EFT is the panacea. They say, no, you actually have to pay attention to your physical body, nutrition, diet, exercise, quality of water and air, quality of relationships, all those 
those things, they're ex externals as well. And even though our consciousness and clearing trauma and clearing energy, old stuck energy from our, our bodies and minds is really important, we also have to pay attention to the physical dimension of being. So I'm, I'm so glad you, you bring them all, all in there. I have to say, to, on, a, on a personal note as well, my parents also moved and then left me in boarding school for a few years. And it was a totally horrible experience for me. And I relate to that. And I, I called it Hogwarts without the magic. And then we see Hogwarts in the Harry Potter, Harry Potter story. But there is certainly, you know, all the all the bullying and all the misery and all the short-sightedness and all the racism there without any magic whatsoever to redeem it. So <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. You're absolutely right. You know, and you know, as, as children, our nervous system is so fragile and sensitive, right? So something mild that looks mild to an adult, or even as an adult, as you grow up, you look back and it's like, ah, oh, that's not a big deal anymore. Your your child nervous system is still carrying a lot of that pain and suffering. And, and we really need to be patient you need to be patient listeners you need to be patient with your nervous system and your child self to come out of the blockage of feeling those feelings again you really have yeah. to feel them too there's been research looking at whether you really have to go back and re-experience the trauma in the healing process and uh what you're saying is borne out by so much research that you do and if you don't go back and feel actually feel it then you do what is called spiritual bypassing and has other terms that describe it as well and then while you're re-experiencing if you can stay in your body with a body-based approach and there are lots of them there's you know this yoga therapy does this diaphragmatic breathing does this emdr and eft with their eye movements and their tapping they in the body and it's amazing that if people can just stay in their bodies rather than dissociating they really actually can heal yeah i just want to clarify a point so sometimes we don't get the person to re-experience the full trauma we get a small taste of it maybe or like staying like i do somatic experiencing as well and i combine that with family constellations which will talk about how to heal ancestral trauma but in somatic experiencing we don't necessarily go to the full trauma all the time we look at the nervous tension in the body and we get the person to feel the nervous tension without necessarily going to the main memory that brought it up and then after feeling the tension and getting them to sit with it like you're saying dawson right we bring them back to a safe place so the yes. body understands how to create a bridge between tense and safety tense and safety and that what we call titration back and forth gives the nervous system an experience of letting go of the guarding or the tension and experiencing bliss or relaxation and that experience loosens the tightness of the nervous system yeah that is kind of stuck or loyal to the trauma even though the memory might not come up the tension is still there in the body yeah so i just want to clarify that uh, yeah, we do. Feeling the tension is very important to heal the trauma, I believe, feeling the felt sense. But we don't necessarily, I don't want to scare people to think we have to really go into that <laughs> memory again to heal fully. Yeah, you're right that all those memories have a similar emotional flavor. They're all processed by the memory and learning system in the same way. And like when we do a lot of work with, with war veterans and um, we find that there's no way they can go and deal with the just horrors they've seen in combat, but we'll have them work on a small thing and then they get yes. through that and then they realize, oh, I have the tools now to be able to stay in my body and experience this, re-experience this small T trauma. And then that gives them the confidence to build up and then clear more and more of that, that system. So you're right. You exactly. can take a small thing with that same emotional signature and then work on that first. Thank you for clarifying that so beautifully. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now let's just go back. It's obvious to you and me, and it's obvious to those who work with people who are traumatized, that trauma is stuck in the muscle, stuck in the body. How does this show up for you when you 
work with your patients. Okay, so I'm quite intuitive. So I'll feel into the body of the person. I'll, I'll know what's happening. At the same time, I'll let the patient let me know what's happening. What does that mean? So let's say we work on, I don't know, a sister who was bullying my client. Yeah, my client who was bullied by a sister. And we're, there's, the client is narrating about it, talking about it. I'll say, as you're speaking, what's coming up for you? What's happening in your body? So I'll ask them there and then what's happening in your body? Yeah, what's happening? You're breathing. Just feel that. I notice your jaw is getting a bit tighter or uh, your breathing is more shallow or your eyes are going from side to side. So the body is changing as they're going to a different memory. Then I'll say, great. Then I'll introduce a sentence, a healing sentence. I believe a lot in healing sentences that resonate with the body. So I'll say, I'll ask my client to say something simple like, dear sister, that was a lot or I'm afraid of you, like really acknowledging the truth in a, in a healing way, though, rather than a blaming way. And after my client will say that was a lot from your, you know, I'm really scared of you. They'll feel a space in the air, right? Because they've acknowledged the truth where they couldn't voice their truth before. And as they say, I'm afraid of you and they feel that space, something will relax in the body. And I'll pick that up right away. And the client will also feel it. I'll say, great. Now what's happening? They'll be like, huh, something just let go. Or uh, I'm seeing you a bit more clearly, they'll tell me. I'm realizing who I am without being overpressured by my sister, okay? And then I'll get them to stay in the body a bit longer in the positive experience, in the positive emotions. So that's now the nervous system adjusting to coming out of that fight, flight, or tense, or freeze state. It's adjusting. And we help the body and the mind adjust by acknowledging, one, acknowledgement, and conversing with the client to acknowledge the positive feelings, physical feelings and sensations in their body as uh, as they're narrating the change, yeah, as they're narrating the story and the healing sentence. And then they get it after saying the healing sentence, they get a different experience of themselves in relation to the story. And suddenly the story or the image starts changing or their, their picture of who they are starts changing. They don't seem as small in the story, in the picture, right? They realize, gosh, I'm grown up. I'm out of that situation. Right. So I'm combining both mental awareness and the images as well as physical sensation to really complete the trauma healing. Give us an example, a case history of that and what the healing was that ensued. Gosh, there's so many. Okay. One, I'm just sensing into the field what I have permission to share because I do it with a lot of respect and guidance. One client, chronic ulcers, yeah, heartburn and nausea. And so we're doing homeopathy, you know, arsenicum, naxvomica, the typical homeopathic remedies I use for that. And there was small movement, but not enough. And I said, oh, great, when did this event start, you know, and we went back, went back, and it came apparent that it was after an argument with his partner, right? And in his culture, he could not, like, he was very polite person. So he didn't believe in shouting at anyone. And his partner had basically, I think, spent all his money, or there was an issue with money. So as as he talked about it, I could see his heartburn coming up again. He was feeling like tense. And then I knew we we're on the right track. So then I asked him to say to the partner, to his wife at that time, to say, you know what, I, I'm frustrated. I can't handle this. I'm really upset. Things We don't have to go to the swear words like F off or something like that. It's just voicing enough of the truth to create some movement. Yeah, it doesn't have to be the exact word, but some movement. I'm really upset. And suddenly there was a subtle change in the tension. And then once he got the movement, the experience of the movement, 
movement, the forward movement, I actually got him to go to a mattress and really hit the mattress and say, just scream and shout, yeah, really get it out. Because that was stuck anger and pain and shame that was going on. Yeah, there's a lot of shame in the story as well that I can't go into more too much detail about. And um, when he did that and expressed more fully, we didn't need homeopathy anymore. The pain went. There was another client as well. They were from Zimbabwe, a female client and um, similar, a lot of jaw pain, I think headaches and also stomach issues. And um, they were kicked out of Zimbabwe during um, when Mugabe cooked out all the colonials or the Caucasians, right? And the also started since then. But the funny thing is that it wasn't about the being kicked out it was actually a conflict she had with her family member, her sister during the exodus. Yeah, she couldn't express to her sister clearly what what she wanted to say. And when somebody cannot express clearly, when they suppress their truth, that becomes a physiological issue, if not addressed in time. And so using gestalt therapy and two chair work, I got her to sit on one chair, imagine her sister on another chair and talk to the sister and say, you know what, you annoyed me. And I got her to switch and become the sister. And as the sister talk back to her and say, you know, um, F off or I don't need to listen to that. Yeah, just the aggression. Got her to switch again, become herself again and talk back to the sister and say, gosh, that hurts, right? And so I, get, I guide them. I can feel in the moment what is the most authentic thing somebody can say to create a release of emotion. And then she went back and sat as a sister and says, oh, I didn't know that hurt you so much. Yeah, that's what she said as being her sister. And then she switched again. And as herself, she says, yeah, I need you to know that. You can feel it, the relief. Yes, you, know? you can really feel it and see it too. You can see it when you're watching people, you can feel it in yourself and that physiological signal that you feel, I mean, you literally feel the yes. weight fall off your body and it's a wonderful experience. I just want to say to those of you who are sharing this conversation with Dr. Amit and me that um, you want to look for those signs of physiological release, just as the, your body is telling you that are stuck, your body might be telling you that this issue there that might be giving you a physical symptom. It might be that sense of emotional tension that Amit is talking about. Whatever it is, when it releases, you literally feel that draining out of your body. And energy mm -hmm. therapies can do this, good psychotherapy can do it, or insight can do it. There are a lot of ways of doing this. And when it happens, you literally ought to feel that tension leave your body. So look for that, that sign of tension leaving and also look for signs when in areas of your life where you're still tense, what right this very moment, are you holding energy patterns, maybe ancient energy patterns, maybe going back a long way to your childhood or beyond that are are just holding you back? Are they just that, is stu that, that stuck energy that is talking about? Is, are there things that are stuck in you? It's not that we, we want to scare you or make you feel as though there's a problem here you can't solve. Even if it's a long-standing problem, we have literally watched so many people release these issues and you'll feel them leaving when you hit whatever button it is that's going to release that pattern in you. So I just wanted you to know that um, this is a good way of looking at this, a good way of seeing your, getting perspective on your issues and a good way of knowing when you release because you'll feel that, feel that physical sense of energetic release. We're going to go to a break right now, but please stay tuned for more on Dr. Ami work, go to his website, dramit.com. That's D-R-A-M-E-E-T.com. He also has a free online course there and his books are there as well at dramit.com. Please stay tuned. We'll be right back after a break.
Hello and welcome back to High Energy Health. I'm your host, Dawson Church, and I love sharing with you every week on the show. It's such a privilege and a pleasure. It's also a great way to fill your mind, your consciousness with positive messages, positive ideas, positive energy, and practical tools to implement those in your life. For more on the work of my guest, Dr. Amit Agarwal, go to his website, dramit.com. That's D-R-A-M-E-E-T.com. In the first segment, we were talking about the link between the body and physical healing and mental healing and how intertwined they are. And of course, you've trained both as a psychotherapist and also a naturopath and homeopath. So let's go ahead and talk more about that. And also that intriguing possibility you mentioned earlier about uh, whole family constellation work and how those family patterns can be affected, not just psychologically, but also by homeopathy. Okay, so I'm going to go into homeopathic remedies in the next segment. Right now, I really want to cover family constellation therapy and healing ancestral trauma. Good. So we as human beings, as, as children of our ancestors, we carry some of the trauma that our ancestors experienced. And this has been proven by epigenetics, where they see that genetic changes in people whose ancestors have gone through the Holocaust, through 9-11. And I'll explain it a bit physiologically. Imagine your grandmother experienced 9-11, right? And um, then basically her physiology changes, the stress response changes. She releases certain cytokines and stress hormones that affect the eggs in her ovaries. One of those eggs becomes your mother. So your mother's physiology is already changed by your grandmother's experience. And now you're born of your mother as well. So you're carrying those changes yeah, from your grandmother experiencing 9-11 or the Holocaust or whatever it was. And Family Constellations has the power to use healing sentences to actually shift some of those trauma memories. Because yes, we carry genetically, but we also carry consciously and unconsciously out of love. Energetically, we carry it. So in Family Constellations, we look at different kinds of things that are carried by us as children. And I'm going to go through them. And then I'll go through a case of how we heal it. One is if there's miscarriages or abortions in your family and you believe you are the first child or the second child, but there's children before you, you might feel very anxious or overwhelmed or depressed as well for a few reasons. One is you might be carrying the pain and suffering of your parents who lost this child and you don't realize that you're carrying it. And I'm going to show you how to release that. Number two, because you believe you're in the first position, you feel overwhelmed that you have to fulfill this role. And when you realize that you are in the second position or third position and there's a child before you, even though unborn, you will feel a huge sense of relief. And I see this all the time with unexplained anxiety, depression, OCD, etc. You'll feel a huge relief by acknowledging your sibling. So one typical healing sentence we use in miscarriages and abortions would be like, dear mom, you know, your pain is a lot. I miss my sibling as well. I miss my brother as well. Your pain and dad's pain are yours. I have my own way of missing and honoring my sibling. And I, and respectfully, I, I let you have your own sadness and pain or suffering. Yeah. Please bless me and let me be your child and carry my own suffering and let it go. Yeah. There's different versions of this, but we're really honoring the parents, giving back what belongs to the parents. This is important. And also acknowledging, please see me as the second child or the third child. And I see my siblings before me and then I see you. So you're really claiming your true position in your family. That's the beauty of constellations. You will get a physiological change happening in your body immediately. And that's really healing trauma. Another typical example is when, you know, dad is abusing mom and you take mom's side and you reject your dad. So now you're becoming like a parent to your mother and it should be the other way around, right? Parent is supposed to care of you. 
So in a way, you get over-responsible, you get depressed on the on behalf of mom, and you start rejecting dad. Yes, you've witnessed him do bad things, and a lot of the rejection also is because mom hates him, for example. And so you're resenting half of your life force, which is coming from your father, on behalf of your mother. And that will send you into a conflict, an emotional conflict, and you don't even realize you're doing it. So you might not be open to certain kinds of love from male energy, yeah, or from father figures. And you might be so busy caretaking a broken mom that your experience of love and reciprocation will be with the person who is suffering. So you might look for suffering people in your life and go into partnership with them and feel that you're doing too much and feeling over-responsible, not realizing you're just repeating the cycle you started with, with your mother and your father. So we look at these patterns. Yeah. So in constellations, we look at the position, being in the right position, also the balance of giving and taking. So we receive from parents and we give to others. Yeah, if you start giving to your parents as a caretaker, it creates an imbalance. And the third order or important thing to notice in family constellations is including people who are missing, whether it's miscarried or aborted children, whether it's the black sheep of family, whether it's a murderer or victim of war, excluded victims of war, excluded people, we need to include them and acknowledge them because they are affecting your energetic system. So family constellations are exploding therapy in the world because it's really getting to the root cause. And those of you listening and sharing this conversation, if you really want to get long-term relief, it's really important to go to the root cause of your illness. Yeah. So it's not only about changing your diet. We'll talk about changing your diet and healing gut, but it's really about where is the energetic entanglement and the first trauma coming from? Is it really childhood trauma or is it ancestral trauma? Absolutely. And I remember doing family constellations training many, many years ago in the 1990s. And I approached it, I mean, with such skepticism, I said, this is a room full of strangers. And then the, 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 the workshop leader was having the people in the room take positions around me, of mm -hmm. the, my parents and siblings and things like that. And I thought, this is so corny. How does this possibly have an impact? So I was not a, a compliant client. I was not a I, I did not have any placebo effect going on. I had the nocebo effect going on. I was convinced nothing would happen as a result of the family constellations work that, that was being done when I was the client, practice client. That was me until I found myself literally lying on the floor sobbing with relief wow. and recognition that something was happening here for me. And I just want to say that to those who are listening because it is so powerful and having even people who look nothing like the people who traumatized you or who you have un unfinished business with, even having people who look nothing like that and sound nothing like that in those positions can produce powerful symbolic representations in your and powerful healing shifts in your body. We're going to go to a break right now, but please stay tuned. You're listening to High Energy Health. I'm your host, Dawson Church. We'll be right back after a break. Hello and welcome back to High Energy Health. For more on Dr. Amit's work, go to his website, dramit.com. That's D-R-A-M-E-T.com. There you'll find his free online course as well as his books. And you'll find all kinds of fascinating resources there to support both your physical and your mental well-being. So, Amit, you also are not just focused on psychological well-being, but on physical well-being. And your primary tool is homeopathy. I must say, I'm not all that familiar with homeopathy, but uh, I'd love to know 
how you see the two intersecting and why you've chosen that particular modality. Thanks. So homeopathy is an energetic form of medicine uh, developed by Dr. Samuel Hahnemann in Germany, where he found that by by diluting substances in nature, uh, extreme like many, many times, so extreme dilutions of something creates an energetic healing in the body that really goes to the root cause energetically. And so how it works is, is the principle of light cures light. So if you sniff an onion, you get a wa- you get watery eyes and a runny nose, for example. And so if somebody comes to me with an allergy of watery eyes and a runny nose, I'm really simplifying this, of course, there's more detail. And I give them diluted form of onion, yeah, homeopathic onion, then the runny nose and watery eyes will start to dissipate, right? Because I'm matching the frequency of their disease with a medicine that is frequency-based. Even though homeopathy comes in little pills, because of the dilution process, it actually works more of an energetic level. And homeopathy is amazing for emotional healing because emotions are at an energy level, right? And I've used homeopathy to heal trauma from the past. Typical remedies include aconite, ignatia, orum, and I'll go into more detail on those. And I also use homeopathy to heal anxiety and depression. All this is covered in my online course because homeopathy takes into account the individual symptoms of a person. And what do I mean by that? For example, if you are betrayed by a loved one and you feel really tearful and you have a lump in your throat and you feel really anxious, that's a different outcome to betrayal than if you feel resentful, withdrawn, and in dark mood. And as a homeopath, I will look at your response to the betrayal. If you have the anxiety, the tearfulness, the lump in the throat, a typical remedy is Ignatia Imara, right? And if you go into more resentment and mistrust and depression and maybe with a headache, then I'm looking at a remedy called Natrum Muriaticum. Right. So you can see why homeopathy is amazing for emotional healing because it really individualizes the patient and it goes deep at the root level because energy, uh, emotions are energy and we need energetic medicine to heal them, whether it's EFT tapping, psychotherapy or homeopathy. Another remedy I love using when somebody ha- is really depressed, has suicidal thoughts, feels like a failure, has a lot of guilt and low self esteem. I often use aurum metallicum. Now, of course, if you're suicidal, you need to call 911. You need to call for help. I'm not saying this is what you use, right? Check with a practitioner. But this is why I often use this in my practice, right? Based on the individual symptoms. And so those are specific remedies for specific mental pictures. What about trauma itself? If somebody has gone through trauma, like seen an accident or something, and they get a fright, and they're afraid of dying, they get palpitations, and they're afraid of the dark, a typical remedy to use is aconite. And it really dissipates uh, the trauma. So I was involved in treating a lot of people who suffer from the terrorist attack in Kenya. There was a huge terrorist attack and by a militant group from Somalia. And they experienced horrendous stuff, you know, grenades blow, uh, blowing up people and, you know, hiding under cupboards, footsteps of the perpetrator, the terrorist right next to them. There's a lot of fright, a lot of shock. And each person, we were doing, of course, home psychotherapy, but each person needed a different homeopathic remedy based on their unique symptoms and the type of trauma. And when we added the homeopathic remedies in these people's treatment protocol, their recovery was much faster than using psychotherapy alone. Uh, because homeopathy goes really deep into the, into the whole system. It's not just a pill that goes into your blood system. It's frequency that matches. So imagine you're not only a physical body, you're a whole experience of frequency. You're a bubble of frequency. And when something touches at the frequency level, like ripples in water, your whole vibration shifts into a healing movement. 
And so that goes much deeper into your emotional nuances that normal psychotherapy cannot get to. And that's why my online course always covers homeopathic remedies as well as emotional healing exercises for anxiety, depression, and trauma. I also use homeopathy to detoxify the liver and to heal gut, which we'll talk about in the next segment. But the importance of homeopathy cannot be stressed even more, especially with physical ailments as well. Whether you have asthma, eczema, arthritis, any chronic inflammation or headaches, yeah, not only does homeopathy heal trauma, it heals physical diseases as well by stimulating your vital force and your energy resources, your vitality, basically, to overcome the physical disease. I have a question that has puzzled me for a long time. And if you look at Wikipedia, you'll find that the entry there says homeopathy is pseudoscience. And the, the skeptics who control the Wikipedia pages write that energy medicine is pseudoscience, that energy healing, the whole field of energy healing is without merit. And so they, they attack all of these energy-based therapies. And they also ignore and exclude all the evidence. I mean, acupuncture alone has over 2,000 clinical trials to support it. Mm -hmm. And yet they dismiss all of that, plus dozens of meta-analyses and systematic reviews. Uh, all, they just dismiss all the science behind it. And and uh, why do you suppose energy therapies engender such hostility among these anti-science groups? A couple of thing, reasons come to my mind. One is these people are uneducated. They haven't experienced energy medicine. Yes. And they're influenced by their peers or they're influenced by journals or university and their society that they're growing up in or interacting with. Yeah, You are basically the result of the people you hang out with. That's one. Number two. Some of these people are probably influenced by drug companies. You know, a lot of university medical education programs are sponsored by drug companies. Yeah. So they're influencing the, your way of understanding how the body works. Yeah. Medical students understand the body, how the body works in terms of biochemistry and in terms of drug interactions. And so because of that understanding, you're drawn towards prescribing drugs because that's the mechanism you understand the body to work with. There's no education on emotional healing techniques, EFT you know, energy medicine, because science, well, what we call science, but it's really academia, has no way of measuring or explaining energy medicine. And because there's no measurement tools out there, they think it's poo-poo. But the WHO recognizes homeopathy as a medical science. And the royal family in England, they all use homeopathy. You know, I would say more than 50 to 70% of the population of India uses homeopathy with fantastic results. I use homeopathy in the bush here for poor communities and for kids living with disabilities. And there's changes. And it's not placebo because these people in the bush, they don't know the difference between homeopathic remedies, a pill, and a normal pill. So they're not biased to think, oh, this is, you know, this is better than the normal pill, right? But they tell me all the time, difficult to treat conditions are going away. Because homeopathy is not suppressing symptoms. That's the beauty of homeopathy. It's stimulating your vital force. What do I mean by vital force? If you cut yourself, right? Over time, your body's going to heal itself. You have a vital force, a self-healing mechanism. Same as when you heal trauma with EFT or some other psychotherapy, your body goes through these changes and you, you feel better automatically. There's this flow of energy. Yeah, It's a self-healing mechanism. And so homeopathy, because it's energetic in form, it stimulates that vis that vis, we call it, the, the healing force in the body. And by stimulating that vis, healing happens much faster and more completely. So to answer your question, why do people poo-poo it? They don't understand it. 
They don't know they are clinical trials. There are actually clinical trials in homeopathy. They get a lot of responses or attention by being negative. So when you cut down something, when you insult something, you grab a lot of attention. It almost makes you seem intelligent when you cut down something so proven, right? You brainwash people into following you more because you're not saying anything intelligent. You're just breaking down something that has no defenses right away, right? So the crowd mentality, you go with these people. Yeah, so they're manipulating the crowd. And of yeah. course, maybe some of them are bought up by pharmaceutical companies. Yeah, I think those are all factors. And it's unfortunate. And I've just been so delighted to um, see increasing acceptance of energy therapies now in, in official institutions. And so that is happening slowly, but surely. We're going to a break right now, but please stay tuned. If you're listening to High Energy Health. For more on Amit's work, go to his website, dramit.com. That's D-R-A-M-E-E-T.com. We'll be right back after a break. Hello and welcome back to High Energy Health. I'm your host, Dawson Church, and each week on the show, I bring you information, I bring you inspiration, and I bring you ideas you can apply in your own life. If you'd like to get a copy of my newest book, it's called Bliss Brain. It's all about ecstatic emotional states and how you can acquire them, how not just the kinds of people we study with MRIs and EEGs that are in these states, people like Tibetan monks and Franciscan nuns, and Qigong masters, we see them all in these elevated states, but we're not realizing as we do more and more research on the brain that ordinary people can be trained to acquire those states too, and it doesn't take very long. So all of that's in my book, Bliss Brain. And I invite you to go to the website, blissbrain.com, where you can get a free copy of the book, pay shipping and handling, the book itself is free, and also has free meditations there. There are eight meditations, they're great, and they you'll feel those shifts happening in your brain and body as you use them. For more on Dr. Amit's work, go to his website, dramit.com. That's D-R-A-M-E-T dot com. I mean, for this last segment together, let's talk more about the, the relationship between the gut and liver, how that affects health and mental health. And also, there has been all this research in the last few years showing that things like the gut microbiome have a dramatic effect on diagnoses like depression. So I'd love to explore that whole, that whole question more with you. And then also another story about somebody who's used this to, to heal dramatically. Okay, so I'm going to zip through this really fast because of time, Dawson. But if anyone gets lost, the, the free website and the free online course covers all this that you're mentioning. Okay, you have a stomach and you have intestines. Your intestines are like a nice tube, a nice lining. I'm going to connect this to mental health very soon. This lining is kept healthy by good bacteria and good food. Over time, with antibiotic use, a poor diet, inflammatory foods like gluten, dairy, too much coffee, too much alcohol, the good bacteria get killed off, the lining gets damaged in your intestines. And what happens? First of all, your good bacteria, your good bacteria make neurotransmitters like serotonin and GABA. Right? So when you destroy your microbiome, you've got microbiome, you produce less neurotransmitters, so you will have more anxiety and depression. That's number one. Number two, when your lining gets damaged, you get holes in there. It's known as leaky gut syndrome. And with that, toxins leak into your bloodstream, causing inflammation everywhere in the body. And that's the leading cause for asthma, eczema, arthritis, a lot of chronic health conditions. This chronic inflammation throws off your neurotransmitters as well and your cortisol levels. And that suppresses serotonin, dopamine, GABA, melatonin, again, leading to anxiety and depression. Now let's go to the liver, the master organ. Yeah, people ignore the liver as the root cause of most chronic conditions. 
And I focus on the liver as the root organ to treat. A lot of people are focusing on, you know, gluten sensitivity, dairy sensitivity, healing the gut, but they forget the liver. So the liver is probably one of the most important organs to treat alongside with your gut. Why? The liver is the master organ. It produces bile that helps with digestion. Bile also lubricates your stool. So most people with constipation are making mistakes of taking laxatives, which is a big mistake because you get lazy bowel syndrome. Constipation is usually a bile deficiency, lack of bile flow and lack of lubrication. And so by healing the liver by using either, I use certain herbs like milk thistle, dandelion, um, I add turmeric to the cooking because that improves liver function. So you want to have bitter herbs and bitter foods as well that stimulate bile flow. I cover all these in the online course. These will really massage your liver and heal the liver cells. Your liver is also the master controller of hormones. People think it's only the ovaries or testes or adrenals. No. In Chinese medicine, we always treat the liver when treating hormones. So what does that mean? If your liver is stagnant, one from the chronic inflammation from leaky gut, which we just talked about, as well as from pesticides in the foods, from toxins in the air, from toxins in your water, from too much medication, too much alcohol, etc., your liver will go, will malfunction. Even though Western liver tests will show normal enzyme levels, most people's livers are stagnant. So it's producing less bile, as I talked about, then you go into hormonal imbalance. And so most women will experience PMS symptoms. And PMS could be gas, bloating, cramping, breast tenderness, etc. And usually it creates a progesterone deficiency or an estrogen excess. And when people have a progesterone deficiency, GABA, the anti-anxiety neurotransmitter, doesn't work as effectively in the brain. Yeah, Progesterone is needed to help GABA work in the brain. So when you have a progesterone deficiency, you'll go more into anxiety, depression, insomnia, and all these mood issues as well. So you can see why the liver is super important. The liver also detoxifies the body. Yeah, so reduces chronic inflammation, manages just cholesterol levels is super important for weight loss. So a lot of people with weight gain issues have a stagnant liver because the liver is responsible for the way you convert glucose back to fat and storage. And of course, when the liver is not working, you have too many toxins building up in your body, you get more inflammation. So more water retention, which means more weight gain, more sluggishness. And also your thyroid suffers because most of your thyroid hormones are activated in your liver. And when you have low thyroid function, you also get anxiety and depression. And then the last thing I want to talk about is the adrenal system. So our adrenal glands are wiped out from stress and trauma, unhealed stress and trauma. The adrenal glands also get wiped out because of chronic inflammation from leaky gut and toxic liver, right? Why? Because chronic inflammation stimulates or forces your adrenal glands to make cortisol to manage the inflammation. Yeah. And now chronic inflammation puts a continuous demand for cortisol from your adrenal glands. So over time, your adrenal glands get wiped out because they're dealing with stress and they're dealing with inflammation. And when you go into adrenal fatigue, then you get into a cortisol imbalance and then that throws off your neurotransmitters serotonin dopamine gamma melatonin all start dropping as well as thyroid function or the conversion of t4 to t3 also starts getting wonky or gets compromised and all these things will also affect your mental health so not only trauma affects your mental health but your physiology the foods you eat yeah so it's important to repair the gut and i cover that in the course using things like probiotics vitamin d certain amino acids then the liver herbs and then all the homeopathic remedies that i use for the liver including Nux vomica, Lycopodium. I'm just throwing out some names there so people are familiar with this. And then nourishing the adrenal glands back to health with adrenal nourishing herbs. So that's really a summary of how the pillars of health, the gut, the liver, the adrenal system, all affect your emotions.
Absolutely. I mean, you need to pay attention to all of those things. Physical healing is, is important. Energy healing is important. And also you need to make sure your body is fully supported in, in a full picture of being healthy in all those dimensions. And they all come together. And when they all do come together and you are paying attention to all of these things and getting them all into a really positive homeostasis, you can live a wonderful life. I'm so grateful for your work in giving people the information and inspiration they need to live that life and support themselves in all, all these ways. Thank you so much for everything you're doing. I know there's a lot we haven't covered here as well. And I'm grateful for what you're doing and how you're sharing it and how effectively you're, effectively you're inspiring people. So thanks again. And I'm also so glad to have met you and have had you on the show. Likewise, it's really a pleasure from my heart. Thank you for bringing me on the show. And those of you listening, really, I wish you the best in your healing journey. Really respect your mind and your body. Yeah. Don't be impatient with yourself if you're suffering from negative thoughts. Bring in patience with yourself. That's the first step of healing as well. Patience with yourself, love for yourself, and appreciation for where you are right now. Thanks again for listening to High Energy Health. I'm your host, Dawson Church. I'm grateful you were here. Please join me next week for another episode. And stay healthy, stay happy. Till then, thanks again. Mm-hmm.